You know what time it is when you hear that jingle. It's what's going on, the experience with Nate Brown Jr. and the crew. And that's Marvin Gaye bringing us in there. And, you know, last week I was on a little sabbatical. And my man Ryan V from NYC held it down. What up, Ryan V? It's good to have you back, Nate. I do my very best without you. But I tell you, the energy when you're here, it's at an all-time high. And it's good to have you back, man. How was your trip? Well, listen, man. You know, once a month I go down to the city. Check on my moms. My brothers are doing a tremendous job. She went to go see the geriatric doctor the other day. The doctor said that she looks good. You know, she's doing well. When I went down and we fixed her bed, got her meds together, and went shopping. So it's always good to be in the mix of mother because when my ass get old, I want my kids to come and take care of me too. Set the example. They're just sitting there taking notes right now. Well, you want your kids to take care of you too, Ryan, because I'm right. telling you, be good to your kids because they will be good to you. Be a cruddy parent. They'll be like, oh, hell no. I ain't going to MPS bedpan. That's right. <laughs> let I him, remember that. Let, what he's... Let, him stew in this, let him stew in the piss. I'll let him stew in his diaper if he's not. I try to remember that. All these, all these things these babies put you through. Jumping speak- off of beds onto your head when you're laying there. Man, but speaking of stuff that going to stew, we got a good show lined up for you guys today. We'll talk some some football, some some NBA. We'll talk some um some baseball, and then I got to take you all to Coonsville, USA. That's gonna be our last segment. So just remember, I'm taking you all to Coonsville, USA, starring Kanye West and Herschel Walker, co-starring Candace Owens and P Diddy. So just keep that on the shelf for the fourth segment. But as we start off, the Buffalo Bills circling the wagons around the Bills, Western New Yorkers losing their minds. The Bills are the greatest thing since Wonder Bread. Josh Allen is the MVP. Well, damn it, the Ravens gave up the game. Lamar Jackson stopped playing football. They have no defense. Come on, man. I mean, Ryan, help me out. They don't have a D. They don't. I mean, look, I thought that Lamar was going to step it up big time, but the Bills are proving to once again come through with the greatest defense in football, right? I mean, they're right up there, especially when it comes to stopping a quarterback. I mean, I thought for sure that Lamar Jackson was going to step it up this week. We had the two best quarterbacks in the NFL facing each other head on. It's just been a lot of disappointments. It really seems, you know, Tom Brady said it best. It's a lot of mediocre, or as he said, a lot of bad football going what? on this year. It cannot be no worse than th- they need to take off Thursday night football. That I got to agree. I wait, think it they throws just off the need whole vibe. to just take off Thursday night football. It's if man that game Thursday night, Ryan, was the worst football game I've ever seen, and I tried to go back and forth between football and watching the Brooklyn Nets play. I forget who they was playing in the preseason. They look like doo-doo because, you know, they only have the load, the subs out there. So it looked like a G League game. And then I tried to watch the – sports are bad right now. Sport. Only thing that's going to be good is baseball. We'll talk about that a little later. But right now, football is tanking terribly, terribly. We see some brilliant plays, though. I mean, I don't know if you saw Pat Mahomes touchdown this week. We I mean, scrambled I mean, away. There's some I mean, highlight real plays, but I mean, in terms of good technical football, we just haven't really seen it this year. Well, if George was here, he'll probably say because of training camp. 
because no one usually really plays in training camp. So right now, this is week five going into the day's games. So hopefully the games will be better. But honestly, man, this, this whole thing, I mean, from guys getting hurt, as a matter of fact, Thursday, the dude from the Colts got his bell rung, 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 rung. I mean, like rung to the church's chapel rung. He got up doing the drunk monkey. You look like Jackie Chan. You look like Jackie Chan, a karate movie, drinking all the wine. He did the drunk monkey, staggered off. Had to carry my man off a little bit, you know, hold him up. Yo, man, because you guys don't play real tackle football no more in the summertime or whatever, concussions are getting crazy. I mean, they always were, Ryan. But, like, for some reason, you see Cat doing the drunk monkey every every Sunday. Somebody's doing the drunk monkey. I mean, it's just a matter of physics, really. I don't care how much you're trying to implement safety rules. Look at these guys. Look how big they are. Smash Gators. Look, I definitely see what you're saying in terms of concussions. This is uh, this is nothing new. And it's funny how they try to implement these rules to make it safer and less playing to make it safer. But then it leads to more injuries down the road. So I have but to did agree you with hear, this, Did you hear Joe Burrow? What did Joe huh? Burrow say? Joe Burrow said, yo, I forgot. My nice, I forgot the whole game I was concussed. He said, I didn't remember any of the games when I got concussed. There's a few times, you know, I didn't do the memory loss thing, but they couldn't tell me, I couldn't tell them what happened in any of the games. And he's like admitting all of this at the interview. And you can see the reporters are like, dude, are you really saying this? Like, not good. No, I mean, this is not good for the brand. But everybody knows when you play football, you're going to get your behind jacked up one way or another. You're not coming out of that bad boy unscathed. It's very few people that come out unscathed. That's why your girl is saying to Tom Brady, what the hell is your problem, son? You are damn near 50 years old, and the only reason they haven't kicked your ass the way they're supposed to is because they protect you. They don't really let the guys hit you the way they're supposed to. Because if they hit you, old man, you're done. I mean, I mean, for real, for real. And Giselle is like, I'm done too. Okay. I saw a great soundbite of Tom Brady. I think it was from the last Super Bowl that he won. They asked him, they said, Tom, what's your favorite ring? He said, you know what my favorite ring is? The next one. Didn't say his wedding ring. I noticed this, that. This is what I'm trying to listen. His favorite ring is when his bell don't get rung. Mm. Well, he can't play them. I wouldn't stop playing either if I were him. Like you said, he's. Got a little bit more protection than but most what quarterbacks. What I'm saying to you is this, though. At the risk of your family, how much more football? I, he's he's in love with football. That's his girl. Giselle and his girl. The kids is his kids. But football is his woman. It is his wife. It is his life. And if you sign up to marry that man, be ready to, to realize that you're number three. On hip parade. I didn't even say two. Because his kids are probably two. You know what I mean? Football's one. Kids two. Girlie is three. And that's it. So Giselle, take your lumps. Take your paper. And just go let that guy play football until he's 62. And and retire. It's like they say married to the game. No, no. No, no. That dude... Seriously, I mean, he is obsessed with yeah, playing football. I mean, and it's, he and it's has sad. to be. 
But let's be honest. Do you think Giselle would have fallen in love with him if he wasn't so obsessed with the game? You think if Tom Brady stayed as that seventh round, flabby, disgusting draft pick that he'd be married to the greatest supermodel of all time? Giselle, come on. I mean, yeah, she got trapped. I mean, you know, by the by the football stuff, but she didn't know, like, dude, you wasn't yeah, giving what, you wasn't giving me no love. What do you think? Yeah, he loves football. It's Tom Brady. It's like getting married to to John Entenmans and being like, man, this guy loves bakeries. He just won't stop baking, <laughs> right? It's like being married to I don't know the guy that that invented gators, being like, wow, he he hates crocodiles. I don't understand. He's killing all these gators for the, for his shoes. Come on, you got to know what you're getting into when you're getting into it. This is what well, you signed up for, Giselle. Well, you signed up to marry the greatest quarterback of all time, the greatest athlete. I want to say athlete, the greatest anything, any ball player. Let's make well, a new well, word up: any well, ball player. No, no, of all I time. think he's the greatest, the greatest obsessor of sport mm-hmm. because even he he even out obsessed Michael Jordan. Now that's sure. hard to do. Maybe, maybe no, I don't no, know no, if he's no, going to no, be challenging. No, 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 no. Listen, my, Tom Brady out obsessed Mike. Mike. Left the game, tried to play baseball, came back to the game. Okay, won some stuff. The only reason that he could that he wouldn't have played till he was forty five, because basketball takes a toll on your knees like forever. You ain't running up and down that hardwood. It's a little different than football, but football you got to get concussed. Basketball you run up and down that gym floor. You've been doing it since you've been like eleven or twelve. Now that's why that's why LeBron is a little peeking out a little bit too because you know you can do but so much on them knees. You also make a good point about Jordan leaving. Jordan had vices. It doesn't yeah. seem that Brady oh, has vices. Gambling. He liked gambling like crazy. I mean, like we, he could have retired because he was forced to. For all we know, we hear all these conspiracies out there. You never Maybe know. He didn't even want to really play baseball. He didn't need something else to do because it, it didn't look good being a damn casino. <laughs> Ryan, it wasn't good optics for his behind to be sitting up there in Casino Del Lago during basketball season. Why not? If you're the goat, if you're Mike, nah. why not? I nah. don't get it. Nah, listen, let, man, it, let these men live, Nate. Whose side are you on, damn it? Listen, Come on, are you are you in the doghouse or are you with the dogs? I stay in say, the dog. are you with the I we stay the in the doghouse. Dog yes, exactly. My middle name is Nate in the doghouse forever brown. So, Junior, that's me. So, hey, what can I tell you? But at the end of the, but at the, end of the day, yo, when you marry an athlete, until they get it out of their system, you're stuck. Until Magic got it out of his system, because they got to do other stuff. They got to be entrepreneurs. They got to go make money other ways because of the thrill and the excitement of being that that great dude is is dissipated because you know the crowd stopped. So now, who's cheering for me now? It's a good thing for social media. I don't know how these guys would do it after retirement. So imagine that. Imagine being cheered on by fifty thousand people. Mm-hmm. Just take that dopamine away from you. Come on, Giselle. Yep. Be understanding, damn it. Let the man play his last year of football. Stop giving him a hard time. He cares more about that last ring. It's all good, though. He's but he's not getting it. He ain't getting it. On, no. And on that, listen, and on that note, neither are a few teams in the AFC West. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. And when we come back, we're going we're gonna to do a little lowdown on that AFC West. But we're also going to talk 62 versus 73. He did it. 62 versus 73. We'll be right back. You'll listen to what's going on in the experience 
with Nate Brown Jr. and my man Ryan V and NYC on the Hamptons in Bougieville. We'll be right back. Fox Sports 1280. Don't go no place. Yes, so we are back for our second segment of what's going on in the experience. Today's show is brought to you by Alpha Coins. Tell them about Alpha Coins, right? Happily. I'll tell you right now, folks, the U.S. dollar might be doing a little bit better these days, but for the most part, every single dollar, euro, yen, pick your finance, it's going to, I'm going to say it on uh, AM radio, it's going to trash. It's going downhill. That's right. So if you want to save your family, if you want to save yourself, you'll take every single bit of money that you have and you'll invest it into AlphaCoin. And yes, it is a sponsor of the show. But I can honestly say it too. I can honestly say that I've taken my life savings and put it into AlphaCoin happily. Go to AlphaCoin.co and learn why. AlphaCoin, Nate, it's not just a digital currency. It's a digital currency that fuels an entire world. A A metaverse. A metaverse metaverse that you can uh, uh, just literally go inside of and live your life. You never have to leave it again. Brands uh, represented from Epic Games to Land Rover to The Ryan Show. We're all in there stationed out selling our products to the hundreds of thousands of people that are playing the beta version so go to alphacoin.co to learn more alpha metaverse if you're not in alpha city you're in the wrong metaverse yeah okay i could dig it so you're in the wrong metaverse speaking of the wrong metaverse we just had my man aaron judge and i'll have to say this you know aaron judge was adopted right did you you knew this right i did i did indeed yeah Yeah, he's he's adopted did you, you know, know that he's a born-again Christian while we're spitting all these fun facts out? Okay, okay. I'm glad he is. And this is what's interesting to me. Okay, The fact that he's adopted by two white folks, he's biracial, his parents, birth parents, must be deuteran in their pants right now because they don't got no money. <laughs> Imagine that. How does that, so, how does they, that they, have, they got no alpha coins. So I'm just going to get like Colin Kaepernick all the biracial kids get kicked to the curb, and then the white folks come and adopt them. Hey, okay. They got the right idea. <laughs> See, that's so open-minded, these white people. <laughs> we'll get it. We'll get into that later, though. <laughs> but, but honestly, see, I'm the only person to look at stuff like that. Like, what are that what are their bird parents saying? Like, now, like, damn, I should have kept the kid. Or I should have argued with his mom or something to keep you know what I mean? Because when, when you adopt, when you give somebody up, you never know what is planned for them. It is so interesting to me when I when I see this, you know, and then when I see these black athletes, you know, biracial athletes, and their parents give them the business to give them up, and they go on to do great stuff. I'm like, so you don't give no. any credit to the parents. You don't think it was Aaron Judge's starch white parents that I'm not formed saying his that. mentality. I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is. He got the gene pool first. You can't get you don't got no damn talent. I don't, I don't care who raised you. If you ain't got no damn talent, if Kelly Copley had no talent, okay. So it's the, the gene pool. He had talent. Granted, those white folks raised him, you know, and Colin was a little different than the other guys. He looked because he, he ain't vanilla like Derek Jeter was, you know, he ain't like the dude. From the Miami Dolphins passing half his life. He looks almost Middle like Eastern. Huh? He almost looks Arabian. Who? Kaepernick. But what I'm saying to you is that he embraced both of his sides. Like, yo, I'm a black guy. I got some white folks here inside yeah. me. But I'm going to embrace everything, and I'm going to try to do the best I could. Right? So what I'm simply saying is that, you know, 
Aaron Judge, um, her parents is probably like, damn, I wish I'd have caught the ball. At least. <laughs> At least. <laughs> At least. What do you think? Do you, do you think he made the right move keeping that ball, Nate? Huh? Do you think that, I believe his name was what? Christian Eunice or Michael Eunice? He better sell that damn advisor. ball. What is wrong with him? The auction place is calling me right now. I'm like, yo, player, I'm coming to the city with the ball right now. You know what? What I don't understand is why not sell it to Aaron Judge? If he's about to, to load off a $400 million yeah, contract. I don't know if Aaron want to give you two mil. See, Aaron might not want to give you two mil. Aaron going to give you tickets for the whole season, and his ass might not even be there. But he's he a gambler, you, right? He want to give you he want to give you a signed jersey. Go, come on, Nate. He's betting on himself. If he's going to come out and not sign that contract he could have signed last year to play this way, that two hundred or that two million dollar ball could be worth I don't know more than that if he plays well, or maybe he's afraid he's going to break his own record. But, maybe that's the problem. Day, in this day and age, I'm taking the money, partner, and I'm going to invest in the alpha coins. Yeah, you got the right <laughs> idea. So, so I'm taking the money and I'm running. To the nearest alpha coin spot I can to put my money in this alpha coin. But what I'm saying to you is that nah, boss, two million in this economy and inflation, that's a lot of gas. It's a lot of gas. That's a lot of gas. Okay. And at the end of the day, you know, I would have tracked Aaron down and said, Aaron, okay, we're gonna do a little negotiating. What you gonna give me for the ball? That's yeah. it. And then I would have said, eh, auction guy got two mil over here. You only offer me a mil and a bunch of Yankee stuff. But if you give me some signed Yankee stuff from you, I can flip that into another mill. See, those Am are the right? negotiations. I ever talking about these contract negotiations. Ah, it's these. Let me get the ball, Playboy, because yeah. I'm negotiating. Okay. I love it. You can give me a mill, but then I want like a whole bunch of signed paraphernalia that I know is going to be just as good in five or 10 years. I give it to my grandkids, like, yo, this is your college degree. Aaron Judge back at 62 with. Okay, because I'll take the bet. He's got to sell it now, though. You know, look, I'm not saying that Judge is on steroids. Chances are that he's not. I mean, look how many home runs ahead he was of the next guy. Oh, no. But there's still that chance. There's still that chance. You know, McGuire's ball, I believe, was worth $2 million, and it sunk. I've read it somewhere. Todd McFarlane, the comic book guy, spent, what, I believe, $2.5 mil. That's the that's the spawn guy, right? The spawn guy yeah. on McGuire's last home run ball, number seventy, I believe it was, and it went down to three hundred thousand after that court case. So, it's a. I mean, is it a wise investment? Maybe Judge knows something that we don't. Is he going to break but, that home run record? But 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 think about this now. Aaron Judge is thirty, so he's kind of just getting into his groove. So it wasn't like, okay, how do I say this? He's always been a big guy, so for him. To, to hit 60 home runs or so doesn't look far-fetched to me. I'm just saying because he's always been a big man. He's not Name another big guy that has, though. Name one other guy. No, not no, on steroids. That no, big. No, That's hit 60 home runs. No, but what, I'm saying, but what I'm saying to you is that he was always big. It wasn't like, it wasn't like he, you showed up last Thursday and yeah. he got big. Yeah. He was always a thick brother, tall, you know, built, muscular. So he was always like that. But I was telling some young folks the other day that when Barry Bonds was skinny Barry Bonds like Daryl Strawberry, he was still killing him. And that's what people don't realize. When Strawberry was in home runs, Strawberry was a little damn stick. And Daryl was kept crushing the ball. So, and, and before Barry allegedly, because he still says he ain't do nothing, before he went to, 
to the gym and Planet Fitness and bulked up, okay, he was crushing the ball too. So I so I don't think Barry Bonds couldn't even, shouldn't even have to have done that, to be honest with you. I think Barry Bonds was a natural home run hitting kind of dude, okay. So was Sammy Sosa until he saw, you know, buck, and so was McGuire. All those guys hit home runs prior to them juicing up. It wasn't 60 or 70, but there's the 30, 35, you know, ballpark. Ready for my hot take, Nate? I think that Barry Bonds taking steroids was the best choice that he could have ever made. He was being wow. overshadowed. He was being overlooked by guys that were not as good as him. Mark McGuire, Sammy Sosa were not as good as Barry Bonds, but because Bonds was not crushing 60 home runs on steroids during the late 90s era, he wasn't making as much money in his, in his endorsements. He wasn't getting as much attention. And if it weren't for him devouring steroids and looking like a house and crushing 73 home runs, we wouldn't be talking about him but, like but, that. Right but I don't now. think so, Ryan. Think about this, man, because I was back in that. I was, you know, I can remember that. Barry Bonds was always salty with the media. They, he never liked the media. The media never liked him. He was never ingratiating to the media. So it was a situation where he was trying, I think, to um, outdo those guys because he really wasn't, like I said, he looked at the media outside looking in. He didn't want, he didn't, even when he was like Finberry Bonds, he just was not, he just never liked the media. There's some athletes that just do not like media. I don't care what you do because you're going to write something stupid about me and then I got to cuss you out. So I'm not even dealing with you. I got tunnel vision. So that's how he was always disrespectful to the media. So anything they could do to take him down, they was good with because he was never a good interview, basically. Okay. And no one, so he wasn't the most endearing kind of guy. They like coons like Sammy Sosa. Okay. Sammy Sosa. Wait, Sammy Sosa's Sammy Sosa's black? Yeah, he used to be. Now he's white like you. He used to be my damn complexion. Oh, that's right. I, I'm brown, dude. I'm a brown black man. I'm a brown black man. Nice. Sammy Sosa looked like your ass. And that just goes to show that looks don't matter. See, just because just because he doesn't look like a black guy doesn't mean he doesn't identify as one, Nate. He, well, obviously, look, dude, he does not. Trust me. He does not. And I'm saying to you, skinny Mark McGuire hit home runs too. This is what I'm saying well, he, to you. He was apparently always juiced up. I'm, re I'm reading reports that even back in the 80s, McGuire even when he was skinny was Mark McGuire, because he wasn't really that skinny. He was still the beast. Even when he was quote unquote skinny, his arms were looking crazy. He's just younger. Mm -hmm. I mean, even, even on the A's, he was looking like an animal. So, okay. So before we got in the segment, is Bond 73 to be respected? Because people are doing this now. American League, Aaron Judge, 72. They don't want to mention, like I said, the media can't stand Barry Bonds. They don't even mention him. Oh, Judge, 62. And then you get people like, um, uh, what's the guy's name from the West Coast? I can't think of his name right now. He covers the, the Lakers. No, Barry Bonds took steroids. He's not the right guy. I'm like, well, damn. Pete Rose gambled, but he's... His numbers are still in the Hall of Fame. Mad Dog, you, you, you Mad know another guy. You ain't take away. Pete, that, you, know. you ain't take away Pete Rose's numbers. Even Roger Maris. You know we could we could keep going on about this, Nate, because there's a lot to get into. Now we're really getting into the thick of it here. Because I mean, even Roger Maris Jr. very outspoken about saying that there should be some type of an asterisk or just remove the record altogether. Well, this is what I do, bro. 
okay? And I said this to you earlier, they're errors. See, uh, in the era of Babe Ruth, no black people played. So you cannot tell me that Babe Ruth was a bless. There needs you to be an asterisk that. next to everything. That you got to put an asterisk next to Babe Ruth. Why? Play with no black people. <laughs> you got did, did not play with no Latinos. Did not play with anybody else other than white. So this is the white people record here. How I'm just the, being honest. Oh, yeah. How about the dead ball era? People forget about the dead ball era. You know, what it really comes out, and I hate Manfred. I can't stand this guy, but he did say it best. The fans are always going to know. Even if they don't put an asterisk, there's such a rich cultural history of baseball, baseball that all the yeah. fans study. We all know what the dead ball era was. We all know the steroid era. We all know the no black people era. And that's what I'm saying. Stick it in there. Stick those errors in the Hall of Fame. And then you can judge on those errors. But you, I had this discussion with Bob Costas on one time. I'm like, Bob, you cannot say Babe Ruth was the best. He didn't play with the best. You can say he was the best white guy at the time, but he was not the best. Well, he didn't also, play with in, in Bob Costas' defense, it's hard to quantify how good any other race was back then when it seems like all of the co- – I mean, look, I, I don't know. Was was the no, competition no, that I'm high? Gonna other- I'm going to tell you, I quantify it. All the white folks is running to the Negro Leagues to watch their games. So there we go. Nobody was going to the, to the white ballpark to watch their games. That's how you qualify Branch Ricky said, oh, hell to the nine to the no. I got to get one of them. Wow. So see that? I'm not dead yet, Ryan. <laughs> okay? That's why we need you on these airways, Nate. I'm, your man, you your man ain't dead yet. So I re- I, listen, man, I was living in them. I mean, I wasn't there with Branch Ricky and, and Jackie Robinson, but that was basically it because white folks are going to see the Negro Leagues play. They was going to see Cool Papa Bell. Okay? Josh Gibson. I mean, they was, I mean, you know, um, Buck O'Neill, Satchel Page. Shit, Satchel Page didn't get into to the to, um, Major League Baseball, National you know, um, American League Baseball, the Cleveland Indians. He's like damn near Tom Brady's age, striking dudes out. That's how nasty Satchel Page was. So what I'm saying to you is that you got to do the era stuff for baseball. You just have to. You have to, actually all sports, to be honest with you. Football, too, you, because you cannot keep saying, oh, he's the best that ever played. But, but that's it. why we can't. And that argument is why technically we can't do the asterisk because this, it's always ever changing. Every single sport from the ball to the rules to the medicine behind the sport to who's allowed to even play the sport. So it's yep. hard to put the asterisk. You, like you said, you have to put it in every single sport. <laughs> Really next to every single year, it seems. I remember even a few years ago, the baseball changed, and all of a sudden there was there were so many more home runs. Don't you remember that? The, maybe like three yeah. years ago, every they, single baseball is one of the only sports that constantly change the rules. So next year, check this out in baseball before we go to break. There's gonna be a pitch clock. Then remember the shift they used to do? They outlawed the shift. Because I'm like, dude, anybody you know hits you shifting the ball over it. Uh, play regular. Play your dag on regular position. So baseball always switches, okay, whatever wind goes. But that pitch clock, they need that because you can't be up there forever because the game is already damn slow as it is, okay? Part of the culture. Part of the damn culture. You know, dressing your wristband, spitting, grabbing your jock. Heating. That's the point. You're up there there cheating for an extra 30 seconds before you pitch. This gets me, though. 
Why do you grab your jock? What's, you got a jock strap on. You got a cup. What is your problem? Leave it alone. It's in one place. He's probably stealing a sign. Oh, maybe. Hey, speaking of signs, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, yo, man, Draymond Green needs to be dealt with. Wow, what a hit. I thought I was watching UFC. I thought I was watching World Star. Listen, let me tell you something. I'll tell you one thing. There's certain people you're going to go and punch in the face. I can name some folks right now on that team. You were not going to go get in their face, Draymond, because they would have kicked your ass. When we come back, this is what's going on with me and Ryan. We're going to be right back. And Draymond, you need to get dealt with Playboy, because trust me, you you know who to swing at and who not to swing at. Fox Sports 1280. We'll be right back. Welcome back to our third segment of what's going on the experience here on Fox Sports 1280, iHeartRadio, with my man Ryan down in the Hamptons. Hampton, or, baby. You can catch us on the main radio. Dot com. That's T H E M A N E R A D I O dot com. You can catch Ryan at the Ryan Show dot Simple. That's right, the Ryan Show dot net. All platforms. Go to Instagram. Check out the Ryan Show. Hold up, hold up. Now, let me say how internationally known Ryan is. The brother is doing a, a workshop and a talk in Nigeria. Well, I've told right. you, I, I identify as Pan-African. This shouldn't right. be a surprise. How do you pull that one off? You're, you're the keynote because at the Nigerian I, Broadcasting Conference. Because I am Africa. <laughs> God damn it. I am Africa. <laughs> I want to shout out to all of the people at Hit FM. That's how, Nate. Because we have a premiere spot, 10 o'clock p.m. over on, I guess some would say, if you're listening in New York, like a Hot 9-7 equivalent over in, in Nigeria. In Nigeria. And these guys stay up. All- Thank you for letting us into your homes, Nigeria. You're, you're just as crazy as me for allowing you to do so. I really got to say. Actually, we spoke today, Nate, about music shifting away from the conventional rhythm. And it was you that really helped me gain the understanding before I went up and freestyled my speech. So, so, so what they say about the speech? They were digging it. I mean, I was the least articulate, stupidest one up there. Figures, the one American. All these guys are way more educated their verbiage is, is 20 times higher than I could ever have mine. It was just but, crazy, but, man. But you're real. But you but you came to them with the situation on the heartbeat of the drums, right? And, and music. You know, not what they being- were talking about was, was white culture vultures and people in this industry, the music industry, stealing the culture of countries. Literally, if you look at Jamaica and how people took Jamaican music, specifically white people here in America. Listen. And- and took and milked it, right? And, and squeezed all the money out of it they could to the point where right now two Virginia white guys won the reggae award at the Grammys this year. I believe that's what they said. Listen, and right now they're afraid it's happening in Nigeria with Afro beats. Listen, fact, I'm gonna give you an example. Okay. He didn't even like he didn't even like black people. Freaking Eric Clapton stole I shot the sheriff straight from Bob Marley. Everybody's singing, I shot the sheriff with a little, you know, European thing. Then when they heard Bob Marley, they go like, this don't sound nothing like this fake guy. Uh, just let me say this. Just let me say this and get it out the way before we go to, to Draymond Green. No disrespect to my European brothers, but you cats have been stealing shit from us for decades, centuries. God. It's the point where we can't even remember what you, if it ain't. Your hair getting braided like us. Yeah. If it ain't, if it ain't the damn grill on your teeth. I saw, I saw a white dude the other day. His pants were so sagging, it was on his knees. I'm like my man. Now, if this ain't overboard, 
I don't know what it is. I'm like, come on, dude. So I mean, like, they have mis- they appropriated black culture from day one. I mean, like, I mean, like, I'm like day one. So to me, when we have these conversations, it ain't nothing new. I mean, when I was younger, right? Cornrows was the thing. You know, I have yeah. locks, but when I was younger, I had you know I had braids. And and they have Bo Derek. Bo Derek comes on TV, movie called Ten. She's running around in the in the in the damn what is it? The the, 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 the beach. She's running on the beach. The wind is blowing in the hair, and she got braids. And I'm like, well, damn. My sister got braids. She ain't got no movie. So what I'm just saying to you that when you was on that panel, dude, yeah, this happens. And it's a sad thing about America because I have, I mean, the world because I have a slogan, right? And I've been saying this as a little boy. My dad told me this. Everybody wants to be us until it's time to be us. Hmm. I like that. I'll say it again. Everybody want to be us until it's time to be us, which means when you get your ass George Floyd, oh, you don't want to be us. Okay. Fair enough. All right? When you getting jacked the hell up, you don't want to be us, but you want to take stuff from the culture. So that conference you was at earlier in the week was powerful, dude. Very powerful. It was. And really quick, two two points really quick. Afrobeats, Nigerian music. All these Americans are trying to call it Afrobeats and kind of water it down from being the fact that it is from Nigeria. It was actually created there. And one other thing is that I'm constantly fighting this inner appropriation, Nate. Half of me is being appropriated, right? My Italian half. Because I'm sorry, but black people appropriate us Italians constantly. I remember listening what, to black people. Talking hands? Yo, Gotti. Yeah, everything. Come on, the gold chains. Let's stop it. Us kiddies, we we came up with this first, us Italians. And then the other half would be the white side is just appropriating. So I'm just this, this inner struggle constantly. But yeah, we should get into Draymond Green because Nate, that might have been the sucker, the, the NBA blooper of the last five years. I can't believe he hit well, Jordan well, Poole that hard. Well, put it this way. And and I've been around, you know, NBA ball plays. A lot of some of them don't like each other and they've had battles, but you never get it on TMZ on Twitter on Facebook, right? There's some cats who, I mean, like, Kobe Bryant got smacked by Shaq. Shaq smacked the taste out of Kobe Bryant's mouth. But you didn't see it, you know, on Twitter or whatever, because they didn't have, you know, like that back then. Yeah, I was going to say, so, I don't think that video surfaced. Right, so, so teammates have had struggles with each, other, with each other since the beginning of sports. You know what I'm saying? Jordan knocked out Kerr. Huh? Jordan knocked out Kerr. I'm just saying, right, the only reason this guy's on my team because he's good, but... Uh, in, in another life, I want to say two words to him. Michael Jordan did not like Dennis Rodman. It was well known. He had no respect for him. But Dennis Rodman helped him win championships. I'd so like see, to see him try to knock out Dennis Rodman. Come on, no, MJ. I'm real tough so, so Draymond Green did a punk move because yeah. the dude pushed him, but then he goes and cold cocks him. Just, but see, that should, that should tell Jordan Poole Stay in your damn swivel like my dad told me. Shit. Dude coming at you, especially with somebody walking up on you. Somebody walking up on you, you give them the push back and then you go back. See, Jordan Poole did the push and they think you're going to get cold caught. Draymond Green's from some damn place in Michigan. Whoever leaked Dude. that video. Oh. That, who, 
they got hundred thousand. They said they um somebody said they got about hundred thousand dollars for that video, the leaking. Wow. To TMZ. But now what's gonna have to happen is the Golden State Warriors gonna have to find out who the rat is in their camp. It might because be worth the rat it. in the camp, and they need to get rid of that rat because that person, you know. That's the real troublemaker. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. That, oh, my God, just crazy. And, yeah. I mean, look, we've got quite the NBA season ahead of us. Do you think this is going to impact the Warriors? And if so, how much? Mm, you know what I think, though, honestly? The Warriors, brass, and upper management, they're tired of Draymond Green. I, I, I feel that in my spirit because they didn't sign him no extension. He's feeling some kind of way. So a lot of that had to do with that, too, because if they're going to sign an extension, they'll probably sign Jordan Poole before they sign Draymond. Why? Because I, yeah. I got some centers already, some young kids. I'm tired of you in the podcast. I'm tired of you and all this other nonsense. All right, we won. How many rings they won with Draymond? Five? Four? Four or five? Okay. You got your five, Draymond? Go, go let somebody else pay you because we're tired of your shenanigans. I'm serious. And that's what happens when you wear out your welcome. The Golden State Warriors, do not be surprised if they don't sign Draymond to an extension. Don't be surprised if they trade him. You're hearing it from Nathaniel Brown Jr. first. Do not be surprised because they got to get something for him, I think. But they're tired of Draymond. I can just look, I can hear it in Steve Curry's voice. I can hear it in um, Stefan. Stephen Curry's voice. They're like, you know what, dude? We like to tell your shenanigans. Steph actually had Jordan Poole's back because NBA Twitter got to the situation, yeah. and rumor yeah. has it that Jordan Poole had some type of an attitude in the past offseason after he had locked the bag in, and Steph came to Jordan Poole's defense and said, no, he has not done anything like that. So yeah. I think it, you might be right. I think this could be either Draymond's last year. Because what's happening is another thing, too. The young dudes, they don't respect Draymond. That's what I'm trying to tell you. See, that, that core between, what's his name? Um, um, Curry and what's your boy name? Clay. Thompson, you know, some of them other guys, you know, the older guys. Draymond was part of that crew. But the younger guys who's in there now, you know, Kaminga and them other cats, they're looking at Draymond like he's a fucking Looney Tune. This guy's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. Yeah. So they don't give him the cachet that he wants that he gets, that Steph gets, and Clay gets. That's another right. part of it, too. Everybody got ego, Playboy. You know, every, you know men, men got egos. And if we don't know how to check that bad boy at the door, it could go awry. And I think that's what's happening with Golden State. And they really are tired of Draymond Green. At the end of the day, you'll see. They're going to be like, you know what? Enough of your sh- this, this like Detroit was tired of Dennis Rodman. Enough of your shenanigans. Chicago could take you. You know, to say, I mean, every now and then, I don't care how good you are, but when the team gets fed up with you, yo, Antonio Brown, get out of here. We just love go, that. Go. Love AB. Man, know, he's go, really go making some ways. Literally. Go somewhere and do whatever you need to get done. But um, but before we leave this basketball segment right quick, though, what's what's interesting to me, because I was watching, you know, some of the some of the um preseason games. Watch out for the Pelicans. Hold you to that. They're looking pretty good. No, no, I'm telling you, you, if your boy is back, what's what's the man you like, Zion? Zion Zion Williamson, he's looking pretty slim. He's looking slim. And C.J. McCullough and with Brandon Ingram, watch out for that New Orleans Pelicans team. They're going to make some noise in the West along with 
those Memphis Grizzlies. You got the usual suspects, but hopefully your your Clippers and street clothes Kawhi could be in the lineup. Kawhi <laughs> Leonard, you see those thighs he's got now? All of a sudden, what happened street to the guy? Clothes. Well, hell, you have thighs too. If you don't play basketball, just go to the gym every day and lift okay. weights. Okay, and and the, your Clippers got John Wall. I like that move, which I think is a tremendous add to that team. I watched the Knicks the other night. I still can't get past. Um, leprechaun in the hood. You know that's what I, that's what I call Jalen Brunson. <laughs> leprechaun in the hood. That's good. <laughs> I like that. He, he's leprechaun in the hood because he's back home in New York. <laughs> okay, amazing. Okay, so I don't know what the Knicks are gonna do, but I told my brother the other night, at best they're a play-in team. At best. Oh, if that. <laughs> if if if, that. if no, really, honestly, you know, and I'm a Knicks fan. If that, if yeah. if they get to the playoffs, I'll be so surprised because the rest of that East is looking good. Yo, we're gonna take a quick break, and when we come back, we go we going to Coonsville. We're taking the train to Coonsville. I gotta take I gotta take Ryan to Coonsville so he can recognize what these people look like in the state of being in America, particularly you know in Black America. It's a damn shame. When a black man got a shirt on that says white lives matter, marginalizing black people. I tell you, I'm going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to chop that up. You listen, what's going on in the experience? Me and my man ride down in the Hamptons, Nate Brown up here in Rochester, and the rest of y'all out the world, including Nigeria. Including Nigeria. Worldwide, baby. We'll be right back. We are back for our final segment. What's going on in the experience here on Fox Sports 12 and iHeartRadio. You can catch us on the mainradio.com. That's T H E M A N E R A D I O. You can catch Ryan on the RyanShow.net. If Ryan, I was tripping out the other day. I Googled my name. And what popped up? God forbid. Don't say it was some type of crazy police blotters. No. <laughs> Have you been exposed? No. My, my name came up, but actually, like, oh shit. I was I was really humbly amazed. Because when I do the show, I don't really think people are listening like that. You, you always say, Nate, people are listening to you, Nate. But, I, you know, I'm just humbly amazed. After doing this 20 years, I am. But speaking of being amazed, I'm never amazed at black folks who are coons. Because in every segment of us, and tell you what that is, that's a, that's just a black person that just don't have no respect for themselves and cotton down and bowing down. To white folks, and Kanye West is a perfect example of that. He's he's all, and then he, and everybody tries to make excuses for him. His mother died. Um, you know, he's he's a he's a free thinker. You know, how do you be a free thinker and your ass never read read books? How do you open up a school and you don't even read? What kind of nonsense is that? There's a need to. Look, I'm no, sorry. No. You're I'm, talking to someone that proudly voted for Kanye West to be the president. Someone call me a Kanye acolyte. I fully agree with what he's doing. Are you Dude. saying, Nate, do you know what Dude. he says? What he's what he is saying Dude. is that white people came up with the whole concept of black or white, and he's trying to just bridge the gap. He's trying to say, look, I understand everybody has their sentiments, but Kanye's genius take is that A, he's trying to be funny, B, he's trying to make money, and C. Okay. He doesn't see color. He sees green. Um, Maybe that's the one color he sees. Let, let me read something to you, okay? This is from a guy named um, Van Latham. 
You know Van Lathan? Oh, was? God. I know Van Lathan. Yes, T- TMZ. Yeah, they fired him. Oh, did they? Okay. Yeah, TMZ okay. fired him. In 2018, he got into a, he got into a real deep thing with, with Kanye. And um, Kanye was talking about how black people chose to be slaves. He said, he's ignorant. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. He, he says like the dumbest stuff to, to see what your response is. That's the kind of person he is. So he'll say the most off-colored stuff to say, let me see what these people think. So, you know, he was talking about how black folks, you know, they, they that was their fault. So Latham says, Kanye, you're entitled to your opinion. You're entitled to believe whatever you want. But there's a real life consequence beyond anything you just said. Frankly, I'm disappointed. I'm appalled. And I'm unbelievably hurt by the fact that you have morphed into something to me that is not real. Okay. We don't need a reminder of the worth of white people. This is the White Lives Matter shirt. America is a shrine to the worth of white people. This message is reactionary to a message affirming black lives, which have never been worth anything in this country. As a matter of fact, to quote my man W.B. Du Bois, a system cannot fail those. It was never built to protect. Great quote. Think about that. That comes from W.B. Du Bois, who, if you don't know, Betty was black, mama was white. First black man to go to Harvard. Okay? So, even back in those days, like I said, the system cannot fail those. It was never built to protect. So, how can Kanye West know that? Kanye West know that? Because his ass don't read. He doesn't explore stuff. He just says nonsensical. He don't dive into history. He's ignorant. He's so you too busy gotta, making it. He's too busy making. He's too busy giving what, people what, what, okay, reasons to write Ryan, textbooks. What kind of history is? Kanye West make it. I Help honestly think Kanye's intention, although I do think it was some type of a marketing ploy like it usually is, but I do think that he genuinely wants to bring people together. I think the difference between Trump and Biden and Kanye and the reason why I voted for Kanye is because he spent the last however many years bringing people together through his music, his what? art, his fashion, what? giving great talk points without... I mean, look, once again, people can point their fingers and call him the bad guy or the good guy, but we're still talking about him and it's not like he's actually hurting anybody. I'm sorry. Yeah, he is though. He's hurting. He is hurting people. That's what I'm trying to explain to you. When when other young people spew that nonsense that he is and have not lived, see Kanye West is privileged. He he can say that stupid stuff because he's privileged. Because he don't he don't live a regular life that folks in the in the corner in the hood live. Mm. Hell. You don't live a regular life that you live. He goes to the hood all the time. I see him out there with Fabio Ford. Come on. He's in I Brooklyn. I mean, bodyguards are probably you don't see in the cut because his ass ain't going there by itself. Trust me. Trust me when I tell you. He's out there with no bodyguards, no home, wandering the streets in a in a leather mask. If listen, that's man, not your president, I don't know what it is. Listen, all I know is this. Y'all got to go vote in Kanye. next month. Just don't listen. I'm Kanye West, Herschel Walker. Tom I'm saying, I, I wouldn't put those two in the same sentence, Kanye West and Herschel Walker. You have Walker. to. Oh, because it, it. you Kanye West and Hershey Walker is freaking peanut butter and jelly. Oh, they two sides the same freaking coin. Ignorant ass black men, and that's coming from another black man who lived longer than both of those ignorant cats who've been around. So they some ignorant ass black men that got some money that has some access that could come back and say whatever they want to say, and ain't going up on my watch. 
We're out of here, y'all. I can't take this. Look, Her- Herschel Walker didn't make graduation. Her- Herschel Walker didn't make dark, twisted fantasy. Herschel Walker cannot string together a whole sentence. He can't do it. See, you, you're embarrassing me as a black man. See, see, white folks love ignorant ass black people like that. They'll put them up in front of you all and say, oh, because he's a coon. See, that's what I'm trying to explain to you, Ryan. Right? He embarrasses you. me as a black man. I'm like, damn, I know we could do better than that. I know we can do better than that. If that's the best you got, that's why I don't understand your white folks in Trump. I'm like, yo, that's the best y'all got? Y'all better get it together. Because if Trump is the best y'all going to send to the fight, nah, he's selling, he's selling all of y'all out. Every last one of y'all, he done sold y'all out to Putin and the rest of us. Putin got all them damn secrets. I think Kanye made it come up with a slogan that's even more catchy, though, right? What's that? And make America white lives matter, right? That's that's the new make America great again. That could be it. That could be the tipping point for the whites. Yo, you see what I got to do with audience? This is why I love this show. I need another perspective, and particularly a white perspective. This what is why you I saying that do. white lives don't matter. Come on, I'm, listen. I'm saying the finer things, Playboy. Your lives always matter. You don't need a freaking T-shirt. You don't need a T-shirt. The police see you and don't shoot you. So your life matter. A white yeah. guy can shoot people in Oklahoma and walk around with a damn rifle and he does not go to jail. So you good. Fair they enough. They're not going to bother you. But really quick, you must you must also admit, for what it's worth, did you get a chuckle out of it? Because Kanye's main intentions wasn't to hurt anybody. He said he just wanted to make people laugh. He thought it was funny. And he made his dad laugh. He even went on Instagram and screenshotted a message from his dad and a message from Diddy. You mentioned Diddy as being, I can't say the town that you're trying to bring me to. I'll get it canceled, but Diddy, Diddy and him are going Diddy, at it right now. Diddy, he, listen, he's a knucklehead too. Anytime I, you throw I, parties I, back in the day and people die, no respect for you because you don't have the right security. See, I don't remember anything. I don't forget anything. I'm still alive. I keep telling people that. Now, when I kick the bucket, People not remind, not remember, but yo, Diddy, no respect for you because you had a party back in the day and even had high enough security. So she's a kind man too. Yo, man, we out of here till next week, man. I'm sorry, old man ranting. That's what happens during the last segment, Playboy. You know how I get, I get fired up. That's why they listened to the last segment, though. Okay. They would be leaving early otherwise. Exactly. Yo, man. Until next week, if God spares both our lives, right now we'll be back. Right, right. Oh, I ain't going nowhere. God or no God, he ain't taking me down. I'll tell you that. You're stuck with me. Follow me at the Ryan Show. See me there. Hey, man, we'll be back. Hopefully, this Nate Brown Jr. and Ryan V. saying it. So next week, peace, God bless, and see you.